All right, welcome to Good Morning Vietnam with myself, Mark, and Sam, the owners of the Rock Guns, and our guest, Angel from BRB Massage, and Hector, our very new interesting friend. <laughs> former police officer. <laughs> but to get things started here, as we've already been talking, uh, let's start with, so Angel, your business, uh, your massage therapist, uh, tell us a little bit about that, uh, what led you starting that business, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a cold start to the podcast. No, <laughs> we're all just sitting here hanging out, talking about all kinds of stuff. I am new to this town, and so Mark and Sam have graciously taken me under their wing as uh, friends. So this has been fun hanging out with you guys. Um, I am a massage therapist uh, that came from Texas back in, I don't know, September, August, September 2019. So now we're in April 2020. I've been here about seven months. And uh, it's been awesome. I've loved getting to know this community. I work exclusively with military and law enforcement. So uh, this is where I've been plugged in. I've been fortunate to get to know you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, if you haven't gotten a massage from her yet, you probably should because they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So obviously coming to Fayetteville, husband's in the military and all that stuff. Um how long have you been in business total and business here? And what are like some key lessons for setting up? Because that's that's pretty important for people that are it, starting to come out. Yeah, it was definitely different coming here. I mean, Fayetteville and Fort Bragg, this is a big military town. Like, I mean, you go to any base and you're technically in a military town. This is like a big military town. Center Where, of the universe. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It kind of changes your perspective on things. So... Um, honestly, setting up just is about, for me, it was just about stating my mission clearly and being myself and trying to make connections with people. And luckily I just kind of, uh, jive really well with the locals and everybody's embraced me. Um, I focus on, in my business is unique because I focus on, um, military PTSD and TBI, which is completely unique in the world of massage therapy you think of it usually as as you know like a luxury or something kind of bougie that you do when you're you know want to get away or treat yourself or maybe for muscle soreness or injury recovery or something like that and I do all of those things you know I'll make you feel bougie if you want um <laughs> and and it does help with injury recovery but I have a focus on the nervous system um, which is unique in my industry. Everybody's been focused on the musculoskeletal issues for so long. And I really kind of uh, taken a different angle when I focus on the nervous system. And that affects how people process trauma. It affects how you recover from traumatic brain injuries. So we do a lot of unique things um, in my practice for people who do have TBI or PTSD, I just have different protocols and stuff. So it's been really well received um, and it's an exciting field of work because I'm just kind of pushing the envelope and doing things that people haven't done in my industry before. So yeah, it's been awesome. Totally. Yeah, I think it's very interesting look on what massage therapy can be, you know, because when I first started getting massages, my wife got them for me for just, you know, a treat. Right, right. You know, but now I think there's a, after talking to you, I think there's a different aspect and take mm -hmm. on massage therapy that is, uh, much more holistic than, you know, Abs just being a treat. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, uh, as a medic, I don't know what you think about it. Well, my question would be, 
what led you down that road as opposed to the stereotypical massage therapist career track? Like, what got your interest in that? Yeah, so, well, I mean, my husband being in the military and then just me, I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but if you're going to go into business, you need to know your market. Like, you need to pick mm -hmm. a market and you need to know your market, right? And Absolutely. so this is a natural gravitation. Well, there's a need here. It's, it's, a, it's a great need where the VA has really dropped the ball for people's mental health, um, for TBI care, especially <clears throat> more mild TBI, like blast-induced neurotraumas that they're really not like treating actively. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, rest for two to four weeks and be in a dark room and don't do anything and you're going to be fine and come back later and here, take this, you know, Imitrex or whatever. For, they just kind of get dismissed. And there's a, I can see that need in the industry and any free market capitalist would be like, okay, look, these are people that are in need and it's something that I'm passionate about helping others and helping people in my community. Right. So absolutely. Um, I did my research, like what can I do to bring, to bring something unique to the table here? And there's a lot of soldiers that, you know, maybe they're unmarried or whatever, and they suffer from depression, isolation, anxiety, insomnia, lack of good sleep, um, post-traumatic stress, maybe sometimes without even knowing why. Uh, there's a lot of neurological issues going on in the military that are just kind of floating under the surface. Nobody's really addressing. Touch has the amazing ability to release neurotransmitters into the brain that an antidepressant would normally like serotonin dopamine like you think about the ssris the serotonin reuptake inhibitors even things like wellbutrin which is a dopamine reuptake inhibitor these medications what they do is they make these neurotransmitters more bioavailable for you well touch just happens to do the same thing you also get the added benefit of oxytocin release and oxytocin is an extremely unique neurochemical that assists in um, wound healing, uh, cellular regeneration, and then feelings of being connected with one another. So for people who are isolated, depressed, anxious, etc., mm -hmm. I mean, and that just kind of comes with the territory in military life, touch is an extremely important therapy. And uh, so I kind of just approach it from that angle. Yeah, so uh, from my experience, I can't agree with you more. <sighs> And in another part of that is I've known people, I tell a story of a friend of mine on one of my Afghanistan trips, young lady, she was a nurse in a trauma center. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had this unique gift, whether well, it was a patient, guy came in, got blown up, and he's injured, he's under stress. Mm -hmm. And uh, she just had this ability, hand on the just shoulder. Touch, yeah. But she would do that to people she interacted with daily. Absolutely. And there was a line of people that kind of followed her everywhere she went mm -hmm. because she understood that dynamic. And it's... it's missing in modern society as a whole yeah but in regards to you identifying that niche in the market what uh how familiar are you with the va's policies and how they treat guys and young ladies well i've kind of you know i've heard a lot of anecdotal stories about people just kind of mm -hmm. being shuffled through about long wait lines you know impossible to get any kind of um customized care or you know individualized care uh, and then I read, you know, the policies that they pass. Like, I know that they're trying, they're passing certain, uh, like the whole veteran act and certain acts that, that are funding more like yoga, mm -hmm. meditation, acupuncture and stuff like that studies. And unfortunately, massage therapy is not included in any of those. Mm -hmm. And I think that there might be 
a disconnect because there is also a stigma against massage therapy, especially in the military community. You go overseas, you getting massage for a certain reason, <laughs> you know. And so I can see why. What like, is she talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know I, 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 yeah I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Soapy yeah. massages. Like, that, that was never one of the first things I ever got told yeah. when I went overseas. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, where those places were. Yeah, so I mean, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that's excluded from the funding because of that reason. Right. And so, and I understand, and that's, I think, partly um, um, a fault of the massage therapy industry as a whole is we really haven't brought the full spectrum of what we can do into people's awareness like it's really just it's either luxury or it's or it's sports massage like those are the two reasons people don't work yeah, happy endings it's like those three things like you don't even realize that it could be good for your mental health mm -hmm. and so i think when um we have more people on the forefront who are advocating for touch and human connection as a part of um, mental health and mental wellness then maybe the va will pay better attention to yeah absolutely Again, my experience is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, how do I say this? I've been, I've been in experiences where there was a blast or blown up, you know, those kind of events mm -hmm. overseas and uh, never unconscious, never meet certain criteria. Once again, for them to say, you know, right. you, you need you slip more. under the radar. Yeah, just, uh, you know what, you get migraines, yeah, so what, everyone does deal with it, right. you know. Yeah. And there was this feeling of, like, you're not meeting enough of these big number requirements so the fact that you've identified that and kind of filled that gap that's that's amazing i yeah. just want to applaud you for that Absolutely. that's kick-ass well, i can tell you that based on um being a victim of those things or whatnot let's just say or uh, experiencing those those traumatic events being shot stabbed blown up whatnot mm -hmm. i've tried everything that the va has given me from um taking pills uh, to to soothing down or numbing the, the pain um, to acupuncture, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. um, it just so happens that, uh, as we were talking earlier, my wife actually started as a massage mm -hmm. therapist. Yeah. And because of that, I am the man that I am today, mm -hmm. able to go ahead and function uh, a lot better mm -hmm. than taking the acupuncture uh, having the hot pads put on my back mm -hmm. um, and, and and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the human touch, what it happened prior to uh, her and I actually uh, becoming a, 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 a couple, actually, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, that human, like you said, that human touch does make a big difference. Yeah. The human nervous system has evolved over the entire history of humanity to to co-regulate with one another. So we're born with a sympathetic nervous system as babies, and it is in our mother's arms, in in our in the womb, and in our mother's arms that we develop that parasympathetic, where we're able to calm down. Like you're born screaming and crying and in all kinds of trauma, and then it's the mother who holds you tightly that calms you down and is able to you know, reassure your nervous system. And you are intrinsically bonded to that. And we all have, you know, this this evolutionary process where we need each other. 
Um, and we may, like, maybe it's not massage, maybe it's not even being in a couple, but you'll notice, like, guys will gravitate towards Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or any situation where you're in close contact, like in the military, you form a strong bond with each other, and you need that. You need that nervous system co-regulation with each other in order to survive your circumstances. Well, there's, there's, um... <clears throat> You know, if you think about the human development in, in, in utero, mm -hmm. and the first thing you hear is a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you feel physically is warmth, human touch, the mm -hmm. mom's mm -hmm. voice as you start to process this. So even before we're born, we're, yeah, we're tied to humanity that way. Right. And Sebastian Junger does a good job of yes, articulating that in his books mm -hmm. yes. and the you see a bunch of infantry guys and one of the jokes is the longer deployment lasts the more the gay rises right <laughs> because <laughs> pretty soon we're like snuck you know playing gay chicken and all this yeah. other stuff and because, it's because you need that yeah, yeah. we crave that yeah. and Absolutely. a lot of guys, a lot of people don't realize that so. yeah i've had problems with that recently again because I'm, I'm pretty recent getting out i know you are too but i found that a lot of once i got out and my friends started moving away or PCSing. Uh, like I just, I, my group of friends has gotten so small. Mm -hmm. And finding the store was great for me and you yeah, know, all the absolutely. guys that work here. But and without it, I think I would have been pretty bad. Right. And then absolutely. even finding my friends that like I contract with overseas, that's another mm -hmm. group of friends which I've been screwed from seeing recently. But mm -hmm. you know, having the, that that group. That camaraderie. Know, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. think about the veteran Connection. suicide rate mm -hmm. is extremely high. Yeah. And, it, and, and that's the nature of the beast because you develop these extremely close, tight bonds with each other and then they're just taken away overnight. And you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yep. Like, now I'm by myself. But even then, um, going back to the human touch, um, even today, um, they used to go ahead and give me, or the, not that they used to, they still uh, prescribe like Ambien whatnot mm -hmm. or go ahead and get some sleep the, the human mind the human brain needs that rest mm -hmm. um there's times yeah. where i've taken the ambient mm -hmm. okay um i've even um uh, said okay so the doctor's saying take one mm -hmm. but yet here i am that one is not working yeah and then i take two or and then and then yeah, you have other veterans that are yeah they're going down that road where we're in we're ending up becoming addicted yeah. to those medications yeah. um, where I have actually, to be honest with you, I've actually put that aside because I've noticed that it was never, I never really needed that as much yeah. as I needed that human touch. Mm -hmm. Here's my wife at a certain time of the night or whatnot and she caresses my head and, and touches me lightly or whatnot. And then just like we were talking about, like you were saying, you know, in the mother womb, Okay, here mm -hmm. I am falling asleep. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. um, doesn't matter so, how battle hardened you are. Yeah, I mean, even the biggest, even the biggest yeah. baddest is going to go to sleep. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I find the same thing. You know, if if my wife's uh, out with friends or whatever the night, I have a hard time falling asleep if she's not there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just uh, right. Yeah. So the so there's circumstances where you know people don't get that from an external source or. Um, if there's not a full appreciation of like how that affects a human being. So where I come in is in a professional manner, I can provide this touch to people and it's True. 90 to 120 minutes of concentrated effort where I'm really mm -hmm. not only touching, but 
I also help my clients uh, consciously relax their muscles. And you know from experience, because you've been in my office, at the beginning of the session, we go through a breathing exercise. I teach them how to manage their breath. Um, and then we do conscious relaxation of the muscles, which there's studies that show, you know, we, we know how to exercise, we know how to contract our muscles, and that's extremely important. Like when you're lifting weights, you want to make gains. When you're really focused on making your gains, you also, though, need to focus on being able to relax sure. the muscles. And that's something that's coming out new. Well, notice now. that. That's another thing is just that um, three what you're doing with what she has done with me. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I, I've been fortunate. Although she doesn't practice massage therapy anymore. Mm -hmm. um, she's moved on from that to something different. She does practice it at home with me. Oh, sure. Na but, and sure, naturally she's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but no, no, as a professional, mm -hmm. as a professional, to go ahead and stay with what she's learned, what mm -hmm. she did, so forth and so on. But at the same time, besides the, being able to um, uh, smooth my brain, let me go to sleep, and this and that. It's also been able to, I've been able to go ahead and focus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. I've been able to bring a normality back to my life because that's the thing about being, um, whether you're still actively in the military or you're a veteran, you're always in your mind going to be actively aware of mm -hmm. your surroundings. And then because of how long we spent in there, you're constantly going into one, one cue, a heightened. you know, and a heightened awareness mm -hmm. of everything. Yep. So with that, it's allowed me to focus on other things as to, okay, after 27 years, I'm no longer there. Right. I want to be there. Right. I would love to be there, but I'm no longer there. I did my time. Now I need to go ahead and focus as to where I'm going to be mm -hmm. and where I want to be. Okay. So what, what you're saying, in essence, is that it helps regulate your nervous system. You go from that sympathetic, high-drive, energized, you know, motivated, action-oriented state in, into a parasympathetic where it's more meditative and calm and you can focus on something else versus yes, absolutely. being in that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's exactly what it does. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, again, kind of like, what, what led you down that road? What got you into massage therapy in the first place? In the first place, I mean, I've been a stay-at-home mom for a long time uh -huh. and I just needed, I needed an outlet, man. I, uh, uh, my oldest is special needs. He's autistic. And I had two others after him. And there was one juncture in my life where it was like I was caring for three children who could not talk. And none of them had bowel control. And I'm like a woman in her mid to late 20s. I'm like, I'm supposed to be like free and, and having fun. And here I am trapped at home with these children that just keep shitting everywhere. Like, oh my God. And I just, I just told my husband, I was like, look, bro, I got to do something. So it was 10 years into the whole stay-at-home mom thing. I love being a stay-at-home mom. I freaking adore my kids so much. Mm -hmm. um, but I was raised on the streets. I was homeless. I didn't have a big domesticated, like, idealized, like, idealized you know, version of the mom that I was right. going to model after. Like, I wanted to do something. So yeah. massage therapy, it wasn't, like... I was born to touch people. It was just something to do for me that was quick and easy. And uh, the, actually, the first couple weeks of school, the first week maybe, was just 
all about boners and sexual harassment. And I'm sitting in class. I'm like, dude, I was, I'm sitting in class. I love the way she puts that. No, no. It really was. Like, the first week of massage school, I'm sitting there in class, like, expecting, like, here I am. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman. I'm ready to, like, get back to school and do something scholarly. And we spend the whole first week talking about men and their erections. And I'm like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? That's what we do. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, so okay. Fil- filter out the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, that's, and I was like, should I quit? Is this for me? Am I don't I know if I should go ahead and throw up my shoulder at this point. <laughs> and, and how do they say it? Yes. No, but I got past that. Okay. And I ended up really, really, really loving it. Although, initially... Uh, initially, like through internship and the, the uh, initial part of my career, I worked with the general public, and I knew almost immediately that if I work with the general public, I'm not going to enjoy my job. There's a just completely different vibe here with the military. I have a mission. I have a purpose. I have people who are receptive to what I do, who are excited about what I do. Um, there's a give and take. I love spending the money I make in my business on veterans and their businesses. Like there's a whole community here and I absolutely love it. But uh yeah part of part of what I see is and and I think it's so rad about your image is uh, and kind of who you are, I think that comes naturally is kind of the iconoclast for the massage therapist. Like you guys are doing it to get a lot of money and maybe treat a celebrity or you know go down these roads yeah. and the work at a resort and, and treat these guys and you're like no, fuck that. Yeah, I no. want to. I want to help people. Yeah, and is sure. there is there a like a basis that you found for that? Like who who led you there? And, I mean, uh, I mean, is there like a mentor or someone you kind of? I mean, I've had like mentors who mm-hmm. who I've looked up to in the massage therapy community, but as far as just wanting to serve, like that's you guys. Like like right. y'all serve. Yeah, I serve you. You know, like I like to keep my prices low because I know. How much the military gets paid yeah, so exactly. i try to keep my prices yeah. in line with military pay grades so that everybody can afford and then i also do crazy discounts for like uh for instance 80 dollar massage if you just pay 50 dollars to join the 10th amendment center and learn about the constitution i'll give you a free massage you get 30 dollars off right there yeah. if you read one of sebastian younger's books tribe yeah. read yeah, that book and you get a free 80 dollar yeah. massage just read the fucking book I'm not trying to make a profit off that. I just want people to understand their own minds and to right. get them out of their depression and yeah. to help them understand their PTSD. <clears throat> like, I care so much about just making a difference in the community. When oh, you yeah. do that, though, and you're genuine and you're authentic and you're passionate, you're going to get it back to you tenfold. Absolutely. And that's exactly what that, that, that ties into who we are as this organization. Yeah. It's not about taking money from these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about building okay. the community. Network. Oh yeah. So my special. question is, what yeah. would it take? Because we're now basing ourselves off of individuals going the extra mile of saying, I need help. What the VA and what what uh, military hospitals are providing is not enough. Mm-hmm. It's not taking care of the problem. If they have recognized uh, acupuncture, okay, um, as a, uh, a way of mm-hmm. um, alternative, uh, yeah, alternative medicine and mm-hmm. whatnot, why, um, what can we do what, as, as, a, as, as a group to enlighten the, the, the medical community? Yeah, that is an amazing you know? question. Yeah, so I mean, I'm still fairly new to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 
watched the different acts pass that give funding to yoga and meditative and acupuncture and therapies like that and completely exclude massage. Um, I know that the VA was paying for a massage a few years ago. Some mm. of my clients say they still are. Like, it's just kind of up in the air. I haven't quite educated myself enough <laughs> on that, on okay. the laws and the funding that's available within <clears throat> the VA. I do know from colleagues that billing through the, the VA is extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't even opened up my business to doing that. Now, my business is about seven months old, so I'm still mm -hmm. working on, sure. you know, getting there. But I, I do think that that's an extremely important question. Um, and I'm starting right now or in, the, in January, I began a case study uh, to see how massage therapy affects uh, the stress level of soldiers. So anyone who's doing SEER or Robin Sage um, I've had a few participants come in and we do like a baseline study before they go to these schools sure. and then afterwards how they're feeling, you know, mm -hmm. before and after massage. And I'm just trying to gather data at this time. My intention for that is to compile the data mm -hmm. and write, you know, some kind of synopsis so that I can present it to the VA and be like, hey, look, you know, I did uh, massage pre and post sear, pre and post Robin Sage it affected levels this much or this little sure. but but at the same time i don't want to obviously i have to be aware of my own bias i want massage therapy to work for people sure. but yeah. if you're going to be scientific about it you can't go in with a bias you have to only collect data mm -hmm. so you know right now i've had about six or seven participants um and i'm trying to objectively collect the data if it turns out that it does help people relieve you know training related stress then mm -hmm. absolutely i'm going to present that and the reason the i ask is because here we have as you said alternative medicines i go to the chiropractor once a week mm -hmm. okay out in town mm -hmm. um and both my wife and i go to chiropractic so the chiro the local chiropractor there now i'm going to tell you it's fantastic nice. but we know that uh, I, and I'm not sure, maybe I need some clarification on that or whether or not the person that's performing acupuncture is considered a doctor. Or uh, I know that, from what I understand, is that chiropractors aren't considered doctors. But yet, the military is willing to go ahead and pay for that type of alternative medicine. And in conjunction with that, they should be able to go ahead and provide the same mm -hmm. for a massage therapist. Well, I mean, they are doctors <clears throat> of chiropractic. Chiropractors go through a lot more education and school and schooling than massage therapists go through. Mm -hmm. In America, in, in Canada, massage therapists go through about 2,000 hours of education, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure how equivalent that is to chiropractors, but um, I'm pretty sure chiropractic is a four-year degree or more. Well, I, I asked. Study that. Then the reason I'm saying I asked, it is a degree, but right. they're not considered actual doctors. medical doctors yeah they're con they're just kind of yeah, yeah 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 so yeah like they're not like osteopaths yeah, yeah. so that that kind of makes me think is there is there a because you know chiropractor there there's an understanding that there's a certain level of education right that time. Mm -hmm, right is the same true with massage therapists or no, is it no no yeah in america i mean you're average massage therapist is getting six to 12 months of 
education in massage therapy. So it's not like we're experts in what we do. Me personally, I just am passionate about my field. And so I take, I go the extra mile to learn on my own, but that works really well for me because I've always been very self-taught. At the same time though, it's also a disadvantage because, you know, what kind of qualifications do I bring besides, you know, my multiple CEUs and additional classes and courses and certifications that I take, right? So, So it's hard to be taken as seriously as, say, maybe a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Even acupuncturists, I know, go to a four-year school. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a... And do you believe it should go, your profession should go to that point? Here's the thing, because I'm all about free market capitalism. If I had to, if I personally had to attain... I'm not breaking the law. No. I'm breaking an oath. Right. I mean, when I, when I, when we raised our hands, when we all raised our hands and we say that we were going to, we were actually making a promise. As time went on, we understood we were not making a promise, really, to me. Can't speak for everybody, but to me. I'm not making a promise to the country. I'm making a promise to that guy. Right. Yeah. You guys see the difference, right? Yeah. Oh, oh we're recording already. Right. Yeah, I hit play because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit some of that out. Well, like we were on a roll, y'all. Yeah. We're on a fucking roll. Yeah. Out so, like, be a professional after we our pee break. But we need to just put this mic out in the parking lot <laughs> yeah, where just, we're all chilling we and having the deep folks conversations <laughs> because all those deep conversations are happening offline. I mean, it's so so we all made a. We all took an oath, as I was saying before. After we passed our initial trainings and all that, when we went into our first appointment, okay, we realized one thing. We didn't really make a promise to the country. We made a promise to ourselves. We made an oath to ourselves because once the first bullet started zinging by your ear, everything that we heard, God, country, and family, Okay, none of that existed. What existed was Sam, Mark, your husband, mm-hmm. you if you were there. Yeah, you know, that. none of that really mattered. What mattered was the sweat and blood that I went through with the guy that I trained with mm-hmm. for this particular moment. And if in the process, we were doing a mission for the country and it came out 100% thank God that we have always been a nation that has always uh, defeated our enemies. Okay? And I take pride for the, for the former soldiers, the soldiers before me and the soldiers in the future, including the ones present now. Um, but where is it? In that? And, and think about it. How many veterans do we have now with the current wars in comparison to the ones during the first Gulf War? Yeah. Back then, it was a handful. Yeah. Now, anybody you see, you can't deviate from it knowing that if, you were in, if you're in the Army, if you're in the, in the Air Force, Marine Corps, Navy, they're already a veteran. Because they've been there and done that. I mean, we've all have friends that have deployed 
X amount of times. Well, so I mean, one that deployed yeah, 12 so times already. Pe- people ask me, why the hell did you stay in North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina, when you retired? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go to Texas or anywhere else on the planet Earth? Mm-hmm. But this place, and it, everyone who lives in Fayetteville knows exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Why Fayetteville? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that like exactly like you said, that connection. Yeah, I've met so many interesting people mm-hmm. standing behind the counter at this store mm-hmm. that you just can't meet anywhere else on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Right. I had a guy right. who came in, we worked on his pistol, he jumped into Panama. Look at that. Oh, and man. <laughs> here's a chance just for five minutes to say, holy shit, are you serious? And he sits there and describes standing in the door. He was a jump master on mm-hmm. that jump. Onto that fucking airfield, right. and he's talking about seeing the green tracers on the ground. You know, and he's jumping in with his dudes, and fucking loved every second of it. Again, uh, whether whether we want to make shit up to get laid, mm-hmm. I did it for honor and country. You know, the bottom line is we had a fucking blast doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and that's what brought us there. But. uh one of my issues is you were talking about with the, the medication and all these other things the VAs, mm-hmm. we can say failing people on, is the fact that, on the other hand, we live in a modern culture of everyone gets a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, went from understanding my MOS is my job to everyone's a goddamn hero. Right. And, uh, <laughs> that's been a side effect of this, this war on terror we've uh, had over the past twenty something years. Well, just a caveat on that. You guys remember the old saying, you know, why? Why are we here? I mean, we left. Mm-hmm. We actually, we all of us left, mm-hmm. right? But yet we find ourselves back. I've been back now a year. Okay. All re all, all roads lead back to Brad. Center yeah, the universe, yeah. bro. <laughs> it is it's funny because. No matter what you do, I spent my first part of my military career, I started as an MI geek, you know, ones and zeros and computers, <laughs> but I finally came to Fort Bragg and I thought, what took me so long? This is right. You had told me that before. Yeah. place with amazing people. Yeah. And, and that's what, in my mind, sets Fayetteville, North Carolina apart, which isn't appreciated. It needs to be at some right. point. Oh, as like, a civilian, as a 100% complete civilian, but as a patriot that fucking loves her country. Being around the community of people who who fought and shed their blood and their tears and their sweat for this country, and who have a healthy distrust of their government, whose <laughs> allegiance lies within the brotherhood and not to yeah. the wealthy elites and not to the people in power, but to the people around them. That kind of community is so rare. I've lived in eight different states. I've lived in two different countries. And to find that, I definitely see it here, and I've only been here for seven, eight months. Well, I, you know, I, I want to say something real quick. I don't want any American that's listening to this to actually downgrade this because we've all been, listen, whether you wear the uniform, no matter how many times you deploy, you know, we're all in this together. You know, Absolutely. through the support of our loved ones and our friends and our neighbors, you know, um, they not needed to be with us. They were with us no matter what, right. you know, yeah. their thoughts, their spirits, their love, so forth and so on. So we, as Americans, we've been in this together. The problem that I'm seeing, though, is that on the other side is that, okay, Joe comes back home the way to calm Joe down and 
to get them out of that mix is give them a pill. Right. Okay, well, that's yeah. again ties into the. How, what do I like to say? Don't get me started on the pharmaceutical industry <laughs> because, like, you just Viagra is a quick case study. Yeah. What was that originally designed for? Right. Well, you you want to hear what happened to me with the VA? Blood pressure. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah. a blood pressure pill, but they found the side effect of that drug was. And your dick hurt. Yeah. yeah. That's because all the blood went. <laughs> so what did what did Pfizer say? Who who? What are people more willing to pay money for? Right. Another heart medication or, or a dick pill? Yeah, and that's true. Again, that's that's what drives these industries. They're yeah. they're for profit, Probably. and I yeah. don't, I don't dislike them. I don't have ill right. feelings about that because we're all in that same industry. We saw an opportunity, and we ran with mm-hmm. it. Sure, but sure. there's a certain moral compass. We hope that other business owners mm-hmm. have before they uh, move forward with their ideas, and sure. that, that's been the challenge from our perspective is mm-hmm. kind of dealing with other businesses in the industry mm. and uh, who's on my side, right. who's not on my side, yeah. and who is acting friendly toward me while they're working. I think it's agenda. easier to lose that compass the larger you become and the more you're selling out to shareholders and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, small, which is why the small business is the backbone of America. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happened to me with the VA was, it was the only bad experience I've ever had. I've had very good experiences with the VA ever since getting out. But the one bad one I had was I specifically went in there to get a physical for work. And in that physical, I was like, hey, I would like a recommendation to go to the chiropractor. I would like to go to the chiropractor. I did it when I was younger. It felt good for me. It works. Helped me out and all that stuff. And so he's like, yeah, I'll put in the thing. It might take a couple weeks, but we'll get you a recommendation to go to the chiropractor. That's cool. So I got the email or whatever. For my appointment, I show up at this place, and I was like, this doesn't really look like a chiropractor's office. But I, I go in there, and the yeah, first thing they... walks angel. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing they made me do was, like, pee in a cup. And I was like, this is weird for the chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's interesting. You know, let's see where yeah, this yeah. goes. But... <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> I'm still down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. You threatened me with a good time. Biometric gathering. <laughs> But after that, the doctor came in. And he's like, "Yeah, so uh, I give you a shot in the back for your pain." And I was like, "This is—I'm uh, pretty sure I asked you to go to the chiropractor." He's like, "Yeah, this is not that, but I can give you a shot in the back if, if you're in pain." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, nah, I'm good, man. I'm gonna—I'm uh, gonna go." <laughs> <laughs> but I think that also ties Spinal into tap if you need one. Yeah. <laughs> the the American idea of. Give me satisfaction or give me death, right, right. but that also I want it now. Right, immediate. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that you're going to open the avenue. Maybe they have recognized um, that uh, your profession, what you do, okay, is a um, Another way, it, it actually can help people. Viable right. yeah, as a as a majority, and it's just like, for example, uh, I was reading not too long ago, where uh, Russians back in the day were actually experimenting with uh, a certain vitamin to cure cancer. Okay, B um, seventeen. Okay. A certain amount of dosages would actually cure cancer, but anything over that amount would actually become cyanide and trailing the patient. Yeah. Um, but so they stopped it. So 
For example, how many times do you have to go to chemotherapy to understand that that's not going to work? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I mean, how long have we been doing chemotherapy? Well, and if you read, like I know you were talking about Sebastian Younger, when you're talking about helping the military population come back into a full picture of mental health, there's a lot in the book Tribe. Um, there's an excerpt, it's been a bit since I've read it, but about welcoming the warrior back into the fold. There's a ritual that goes on there, mm-hmm. like where you're, you know, you've been to war, you've been overseas, maybe it wasn't even combat related, but the fact that you're over there with your tribe and now you're coming back into this foreign land, like there's a procedure that we as humans need to feel welcomed and to feel connected to each other. And uh, I definitely think that I can fit in there somewhere um, for people, especially like a lot of my special operations clients, um, before they go, if we practice, you know, their deep breathing, we practice their conscious relaxation before they go to deployment. And then when they come back, we repeat the same well, quote-unquote I'm glad ritual. you're saying that. I'm glad that you're saying that because I think the misconception that people have is that when you become part of the special operations community, you as a soldier, an individual soldier, a special forces soldier, there is no breaking point. Right. That's a lie in itself. No, yeah, you're still a human being. You're still, exactly. Yeah. How much atrocity can you take? No, no, you have to be welcomed back into the community of human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are are you familiar with the journal Special Operations Medicine? I have, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a couple issues. I have the current one that just came out, and it talks about uh, not only, you know, physical therapy to recover from injuries Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, their big push over the last decade has been human performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we started getting uh, physical therapists and mm-hmm. the, oh, yeah. you know, the massage the and all that and stuff all. at mm-hmm. the unit. So when you can go work out and then get all these other add-ons. But uh, it's pretty rad. It's, yeah, it's but it's like, it's like, P- it's not necessarily massage. It's like yeah. PT. Yeah. And yeah, it's fun. more physical therapy yeah, yeah, yeah. and recovery. It's way more staying. human performance. Yeah. Muscular performance. Physical but, uh, performance. It's not necessarily well, I know, but that world, emotional. there's a push toward, again, recovery. Right. And how, I think, again, I'm just blown away because you're you're kind of on the you're the tip of this spear in this direction that's so unique for massage. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there, are there any other, like, do you have... Is there like an under? I picture like an underground. And there's no underground. Just like there's the lone just voice in the no. wilderness. Oh my gosh! Not only am I the lone voice, but after that freaking protest that I went to today, like yeah. like literally, massage therapists are all this left leaning, hippy dippy. Like mm. oh my god, they're all in this same camp. No, so, no massage therapist that I know mm-hmm. specializes or works with the military like they right. all want to be like ooh 10% veteran discount I'll give you they don't have no idea what you'll right. go through they don't yeah. give like they'll give a fuck like a surface fuck and that's it for the 10% <laughs> like, like a surface fuck for the 10% discount yeah, right. yeah yeah they, there's nobody out there that's like hey like you can help people like that ritual that they talk about in Sebastian Younger's book Tribe right. The ritual of welcoming you back mm-hmm. into humanity. Like, yeah, I want society. to be that for people. Well, yes. I remember uh, because, the, I, 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 I came back 
what my first combat deployment, you know, is was Iraq in 03. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my oh, real shit. My first daughter was born. Mm-hmm. A month later, I was in a, in Kuwait getting ready to, and we did this fucking long ass convoy into Iraq. Mm-hmm. Ended up in Baghdad, and I was mm-hmm. there for 15 months. We got yeah. extended. Oh yeah, oh that, that like 18. But I'll never forget coming home in like we got there in March or April, mm-hmm. and then I came home on leave. You know, my two week break, R&D, and, yeah. and uh, here's my daughter. She's a toddler now, looking at me like, who the fuck is this guy, right? And uh, I remember. Hanging out with her and my wife, we went to the mall, mm-hmm. and I had this biggest urge in the mall to just like, don't you fucking people realize what's going on in the world? Right, right, right. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, you just have that moment, yeah. and it kind of hit me that uh, this is this is weird. Yeah, this yeah. is an adjustment. This is a deal. And uh, yeah. never forget, there's a movie that came out around then called Master and Commander, mm-hmm. and it, there's the movie opens with a big naval battle, so there's cannons going off. And I remember mm-hmm. in the theater having that moment like. About to grab my wife and throw her into the sea, like <laughs> it hit me like this is a real thing. This this adjustment to mm-hmm. modern normal society, right? And uh, there, there's a lot of, in my mind, pontificating, uh, postulating, and and gesturing about how woe is the veteran returning home. But on the other hand, I kept reminding myself, you signed up for this shit, yeah. right? You yeah. knew exactly what you were yeah, getting yeah. into. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into that, so it's, but is me, it so hard to offer a simple reintegration? No, and you're absolutely right. And and what is it? What do they say in the South? Bless their heart. Yeah, like, bless, you know, their like, heart. bless their heart. But you know, kind of moron. But the military, bless their heart, tries. Right. And I remember. Uh, I didn't get any of that coming. Yeah. Home. Me either. Dude, when I got home, we got we got off the plane at like midnight or whatever. Yeah. We got the commanders. Welcome home. It wasn't even our commander. Yeah. You know, and then I was off for five days. So you know, like, come back to work yeah. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember so you, that same during the first call kind of during the first call war. Okay. Um, I think that was the last time. Um, and that meant a lot. Let me tell you, that meant a lot, and that did a lot for the veterans. Okay, from the oh yeah, the parades war. and everything. The parades. That was yes. When was the that's last original. time? That's I did mine in Wellington. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. at the time I was in the Marine Corps. Okay, I started now in '87 in the Army. Done an inter service transfer into the Corps, and then did another inter service transfer back to the Army. It's a big story. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, is that when I got back from the first Gulf War, you know, here we are. Doing a a parade down yeah. in Wilmington. Okay, when was the last time? And I don't know if you guys ever experienced that. I mean, I, yeah. the last time I did a parade was I, I was in JRTC in high school. <laughs> okay, so not a before. Yeah, but those but I mean, like, rituals are so important yeah. for the exactly. reintegration of your mind and of your spirit back into your community. Well, exactly. I remember uh, in two thousand nine, we got back from Iraq Afghanistan deployment, and then by you know by then. I was in a different organization. Uh, I'll never forget the C-17 lands here at Pope. Yeah. And there was about 12 of us getting off the airplane. Mm-hmm. And we walk off the back and we're walking toward Green Ramp, the terminal mm-hmm. there. Have you been there? 
Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you will. Please uh, <laughs> take me. But uh, I remember then all of a sudden we heard, yay, and all these flags were waving. And then they were like, yeah. no, 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 that's not the guys. And the 82nd was going to land. You're welcome for my wow. service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the other terminal, and it's fucking no one there. Get in the van, oh, go back dude. to the unit. And like, yeah. you know, I remember see, coming off the ramp. I remember coming out every time we would come back off of deployment or whatnot. In charge of the uh, in charge of our team, and I was an O three twenty one in the Marine Corps. So, and as a sergeant, here I am. I was a reconnaissance marine at the time. I said, nah, I'm gonna let the Marines, my my younger Marines, get a hold of this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and uh-huh. they would come in, and you see the the um, and this was at Cherry Point. North Carolina mm-hmm. and the wives and the kids and everybody was there you know um, and I'm just using this young marine it being me but being a young marine at the time a young sergeant um, I remember looking over you know and saying and this is what's happening now I let them off I was happy that these marines were being greeted by what was most important yeah, absolutely. You know, that integration. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sergeant finally came on. Okay. And walking completely in a straight line. Okay. At Cherry Point. Um, and the armor was on the other side. Okay. With his crew. And he says, hey, sergeant. What's going on? Man? Another one up. Huh? Yep. And at that time, we were still using the M16A2. That <laughs> This was my integration, okay? Fair enough. Here's the uh here's my one shot per minute. Here's my M16. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Here's my bottle of vodka. Yeah. yeah. And would go back to the barracks. You know, that was my integration. I had no one there. Yeah. But now that's starting to show a trend how if you actually start looking back, at first it was the group and they were greeted. Okay. Then it was less yeah. and less. It peters and, and yeah. now nothing. Yeah. yeah and, and they talk about, Sebastian Younger talks about how in World War II, the instances of PTSD were lessened because there was victory gardens and parades and people mm-hmm. welcoming them back into the community versus Vietnam mm-hmm. where they were okay, spit so, on and changed. So shifting gears to that, that brings up a good, to me, that here, here's a transition, right? Like uh, you mentioned the, the, the collectivism of World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my grandfather is an example. He went to war, came back, got all these benefits mm-hmm. and the community welcomed him back with open arms. Mm-hmm. Thank sure. you for what you mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Some people say Korea was the start. Vietnam uh, sealed the coffin. Example being the Tet Offensive. We won the battle, but we lost the war. Why? Walter Cronkite were named the, the CBS News reporters, right? And, and uh, there was a shift in our culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, the average veteran, and here, here's one thing I keep wanting to scream every time I read about these fucking stupid posts on LinkedIn and fucking Facebook, and I'm a veteran and no one gets me, and... You know, it's just, I grew up in this culture, and we, we lived a certain way, and now I'm in the civilian world, and no one gets me. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not sad to me. 
That's yeah. just the fucking reality. Yeah, that and, absolutely and, and is true. You gotta, like, so many veterans yeah, are fucking like, oh, you poor thing. Their, their whole career, like, you're so badass. And then yeah. you leave, and your your identity's gone. So, but here's here's you made thing. a mistake attaching your identity to that job. But here's the deal. So, so we're not I'm glad you brought that. I'm glad you brought that. Yeah, up. absolutely. So with that said, if you go to European countries, mm-hmm. okay, even though I'm going to be very honest. When people say, thank you for your service, I think those are empty words. Absolutely. I think those are just being, that's just a repetition because they heard it from someone well, else. Yeah. Okay. They don't know. But you don't even hear that in Europe. Yeah. In fact, they don't wear the uniform outside of their base. They go to work in civilian attire, change them to the uniform. When they're done, they change it to the civilian attire to catch the metro. Yeah, to go home. Okay, to go home. Nobody cares about the warriors that... And that's the thing. I don't even know the guy that's willing to put his life on the line. Yeah. Okay, lay his life down at this point. Now I'm now that I'm retired, uh-huh. okay, now I'm asking, who's that guy that died for me? Mm-hmm. Or willing to die for me? Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, but, but are most Americans... Are we Europeans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're not... They don't care. Yeah. Right. Well, that's something I think it was lost from like the World War II generation is the, you know, if you went out on post, you, you wore your dress uniform. If yeah. you left post, you wore your dress uniform, you know? It was back when, you know, well, there was early parts, yeah. Yeah, early parts right of the war that. were like, we're at war, you're going to wear, you know, the right. Army combat uniform is now our... Yeah, I was flying. flying. I yeah. was listen. I was flying. Yeah, yeah. From Nobody, point A to point B in my uniform. Yeah, I was. I was leaving work. Mm. Okay, and was able to go from point A to point B. Okay, in my uniform, and I was. I know who I was. Yeah. Okay, and I would see the the pride, but then they took that away from us. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of pride that was lost. Okay. Between transitioning, like, hey, if you leave post, you have to wear this yes, but versus think, wearing your your yeah, combat and, uniform. And, I, know, I had different. a buddy who who was uh, uh, worked with European special operations guys, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me uh, again can't name the country or anything. Sure. This is anecdotal, but bottom line is these guys would go to Afghanistan mm-hmm. and go do what they do for a living mm-hmm. for however long. On the way home, they would stop on an island in the Atlantic or the mm-hmm. Mediterranean, and just the unit, just the guys would go there mm-hmm. and get shit faced, party, yeah. and unwind for a week. Then they bring in families for the next week. So wife, kids, they come sure. and hang out on the beach mm-hmm. and just relax. Then you return back to your home country. Like, like ritual to me. Yeah, a ritual. Like exactly. A, we, a integration there. Again, we don't have that here. Yeah. And I think that we... I agree that that's lost. a big problem in how we process this stuff. Because, but, again, nowadays, no one... Whether it's a military or police uniform, minus mm-hmm. some very... Uh, you know, some friends of ours mm-hmm. who appreciate that, most people are like, fuck you. If you bring it down to, like, I, humans are tribal creatures, if you can mm-hmm. bring it down to a community level where, like, for me, I, I don't understand fully what it is about myself, how I appreciate the people who have sacrificed for our country, except for the fact that I love my fucking country, and I mm-hmm. love freedom, and I love all the things that we were founded on. If you can find that in your community and you have anything, any kind of, whether it's the party on the beach, the welcoming, the barbecues that you come home to, like those are the things that are going to be the most important in combating the long-term 
mental health issues. Yeah, absolutely. When soldiers feel like they're appreciated, because I know you were saying, like, well, nobody gives a fuck about your service, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But you know what? There are people that still do give a fuck. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the point I'm trying to make, okay? I have a huge We fault. have been... Are we Americans? Are we Americans? Yeah. That's the question I ask yeah. myself today. Are yeah. we Americans anymore? Mm-hmm. Some because of us are left. Here's the thing. As Americans, whether you're a soldier or you're a civilian, okay? I'm coming back home and I'm seeing you. Welcoming me back home. You don't know my name. You don't know anything, but you do know I'm a soldier, okay? You know what I know? We did it together. I couldn't have done it without your support. We're Americans. We're, we have been known throughout time and throughout the globe as loud mouths because we are Americans. We support each other. Let's go ahead and, you know, forget about this. Um, well, you're not going to wear your, your uniform because uh, terrorists... Yeah, they're gonna blow up the plane regardless whether or not I'm on the I'm on the plane or not. Where are you if you you people travel on ACUs or OCPs now all the time anyway. Exactly. Where's the difference? Where with pride? Except they're pride. In it. Stand on the curb. Tell them. Listen. He may have not been my son, but I loaned him to go ahead and fight for your cause. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's be the Americans we were back then. Let's go ahead and start it again. Well, the, the, the issue with that is uh, the the indoctrination that is the education, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So many people are... I, I, I've been fortunate in my post-Army career. Mm-hmm. I still teach uh, medical stuff. And mm-hmm. I got to go to Washington a couple months ago mm-hmm. and teach a EMT class to a pretty diverse group. Mm-hmm. Some active duty military to some uh, microdosing... Mountain guides, you know, from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Pretty diverse group. And I remember one of my fellow instructors, he's a, a EMT in Washington State. Mm-hmm. And a pretty awesome guy, mountain climber. He climbed mountains in New Zealand as a guide. Mm-hmm. He's done it all. But he said in a conversation, America was never great. Mm-hmm. So people are being indoctrinated With that so thing. early on mm-hmm. that... Ours is not a country worth fighting for. So right. God bless. That we were founded on racism. And yeah, we were and, founded and, on and, and, and slavery. And we were founded on this. Being thing. military, in my past experience, has really shown me mm-hmm. the value in like, appreciating the freedoms we have. Yeah. But yeah. it's really cool because from here to the other side of the planet, mm-hmm. if I meet a fellow veteran, what do we do? We know. We know each other. Yeah. Yes. What's the thing? Is people, I don't need to know your name. People don't know how good they have it. People can say whatever they... They can fucking say whatever they want. They can say that we're founded on patriarchy, that we're founded on racism, that we're founded on this and that. But you know what? When it comes down to it, it's like, what are you in your blood, in the here and now? Are you a fucking racist? I'm not a, I'm not a fucking racist. No. I mean, like I, we're like Americans, I though. And we're born to fucking rebel against anyone that tries to and take a, our rights away from us. One thing I'll say I appreciate is, again, like, we are Americans. We appreciate our freedoms. Absolutely. And, the, and, and that means, in my mind, freedom of thought, too. Yeah. So I should be able to say, you know what? I think COVID is a fucking farce. Yeah. Perpetuated by oh. the state to gain more control over the populace, right? I can say that and still love my country. 
uh, or even more so love your country because yeah, what exactly. you're doing in that statement is you're protecting your country from the aggregation of wealth by elite people in high positions yeah. to fucking take over our country through their stimulus bills through their 100,000 page fucking stimulus oh hey pause hey pause shit. Oh, these massive oh, fires dude right? so they're shooting off these machine guns get this on video we're all good yeah. we're all friends just <laughs> Going to town on these machine guns, we're like, oh fuck yeah, dude, it's about to go down during the fire, and we're like, fuck, we're about to like get overrun. <laughs> we're just all losing it, and we come to find out the next day after everything like calms down that they were just like laying into this machine gun to wake everybody up in the town to fight the fire. <laughs> oh my god! And we're just like, oh god, oh Jesus. <laughs> dude, I... I was in the tower that night, and I was like, oh Jesus, I'm about to smoke somebody with this fifty k. <laughs> Dude, you're like fired the fuck up. I was like, where were you at? I had a fucking bear in the window. Oh, shit. Dude, just show me one fucking face. Yeah, I was just like, please, as long as it's within 300 meters, I'm good. There's no lawyers. Just show me a weapon. Show me a weapon. I was at Camp Dwyer. It's the fucking last fob out there. Yeah, I'm going to For mines, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Bambalites. <laughs> the Bambalites. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. That's right on like the Iraq-Turkish border. Hey, what's uh, like one of my favorite scenes in the movie? That you that's seen that so movie Jarhead? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're sitting there and the oil fields are burning. Yeah. And uh, Jamie Foxx, he's like, "Hey, man, I could I be." This shit. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like "What do you say?" He's like, "I could be installing fucking." <laughs> Track lighting for a hundred grand a year, but I won't get to see shit like this. So, oh yeah! yeah. And then you just see this, and then he looks at him. He's like, Ooh, uh, you know, like this shit. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. Oh shit! You hit record, yeah. brother. Yeah, that's, that's anything I just said about overseas stuff. It has to be gone. Yeah, I got nothing. I don't know where you were. I don't give a shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just moments that we had uh, that like. You can't make this shit up, right? No, you, know, no, you, you can't. You, just, you can't remember like being there, seeing this shit. Still on. On. It's on now. It's just like, <laughs> it wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the thing. Hi. Hi. You I was at Talil Air Base. We had just some hurdle taking Talil or taking a military air base in six hours. You think those guys would have fucked it? Wow, teeth. that's a cool fucking photo. Rolls, what the Jetson, hell? It's so cool. We took it in, in, in six hours. That's badass, dude. Um, a lot of fucking work. Dude, oh, I laid down at? on a slab. Colorado. Okay. okay. Yeah, that, that was night, really nice You ready picture. for this one? We're talking about yeah. beauty and love. Even right. in combat. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. Even in combat. Mm -hmm. You see the most... All the atrocities of life. I seen yeah. a woman try to go in and take out the eyes of another woman for a can of fucking beans. Yeah, man. Jesus all the all the craziness, right? It's just insane. You're like, I've never seen this in the states. Are you fucking? I got five on her. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that when people, you know, you see all this, this nastiest thing you can ever imagine, and even beyond, because our brains can only work up to so much of thinking how. Ugly things can get. Yeah. And then in the middle of the night, there's the beautiful thing. See, 
Soldiers are very fucking romantic. That's true. So we are the most. Wo- so many warrior poets that I just love. We are. We are the most poetic. Mm-hmm. The most religious. Yeah. We're just as religious as a prisoner in the fucking town prison out. Yeah. Well, they always find. Have Jesus. you heard that quote? What? What? I'm going to butcher it. Those who, who fought for it, appreciate life more than yes. the oh, second. God, dude. It's kind of one of those yeah. things where I remember returning home from a trip and just mm-hmm. having this thought. None of my buddies are dying. Mm-hmm. I'm not being shot at. What's to fucking worry about, man? Yeah. It's, it's just those moments where you stop and enjoy the view. Like, Brother, yeah. I laid down on that fucking slab. I looked up at the sky in the middle of the fucking night. And the only thing I can think about is the same blanket of stars she's laying under. <laughs> it is so fucking <laughs> peaceful. God, I need to go home and get laid. But but still, I mean, seriously, you can you can even find beauty in those things, and I think that a lot of people don't see that when it comes to a soldier. They only see a soldier as a weapon, as a tool, as a. Well, you know, I would say I would kind of ask you, and there's another audience I would ask, like, what's your impression of of a soldier? I mean, mine personally, because I know a lot of you so well. Yeah. I but mean, what, I, the beforehand, because, bef- yeah, before the military. I mean, I've never seen, I personally never saw anything negative, but that's because I've known who I am my whole right. life, yeah. and that's a patriot. Yeah. And if anyone else is that's in huge. that group with me, it's yeah. the soldiers. Mm-hmm. I know that even more than the cops, and I love cops too, but there's a group of police officers who are veterans, and they... Seem to exemplify the meaning of service. Uh, and I'm glad you said that because and, uh, I was say what most I'm, of us get out, yeah. right? Okay, and become cops. And become cops, right? But there are cops who come straight off the street, and it's like, mm-hmm. have they ever served in? I'm, and I'm making a broad generalization, mm-hmm. which is going to offend some people. But for the most part, it's like if the cops a vet, we don't eat chicken. <laughs> you don't eat chicken. If the Democrats cops a vet, they tend to be <laughs> the ones that we refuse to uphold the unconstitutional orders, which is. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I went to that protest today, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there's it's hard for me with police officers, it's 50 50. It's like there's some of them that will go and shoot so dogs, right? That's what I say all the time. It's like I want to be on cop side so bad, yeah, so bad. But so it's better, it's it's really but you guys got to remember that we had that 10 percent when we were in, we had that 10 percent, yeah, but on the other hand, there, there's uh, I can't remember his name, uh, he talks about how quickly. The average person mm-hmm. goes from "I'm your best friend" to now I'm writing you after the secret place. Yeah, yeah. Now oh. I'm yeah. now I'm ready to murder you and your wife you? just mm-hmm. because you don't agree with me religiously, politically, Mm-mm. on whatever level. And what's what's crazy is so many people um, uh, don't appreciate what happened in the early to mid '90s mm-hmm. in the Balkan states, right? Right. And I say that because there was people just like us. Mm-hmm. Sitting around a table, bullshit, and making jokes about it. Mm-hmm. A few years later, three of them were dead because they disagreed on one minor fucking thing. Right. And uh, how quickly the average person turns to that. Yeah. And uh, there's there's a guy I was trying to remember his name. He he did studies on genocide, mm-hmm. and one of the things that every person who remembers it saying is that could have been me. Killing that other person for yeah, whatever yeah. reason, you know, the dehumanization has begun when we start saying, uh, 
fucking right, left, Democrat, yes. Antifa, veteran. And they're and so good at dividing on. us. They're yeah. so good. And now they're dividing us. It's even beyond sex, religion, race, anything. It's yeah. infected and uninfected. But let yeah, me ask there you, you go. You're, you're saying dividing, dividing us. Yeah. Who is dividing us? Well, I mean, I don't think that it's possible for there to be like a monolithic organism. I mean, in a sense, there's the the wealthiest wealthiest at the very top who may have a higher IQ that are you know have some no. visions that are trickling them but I don't think it's possible because each government organization is so fucking incompetent how could they possibly <laughs> never, execute never underestimate a large the power of people, stupid people in large right in large, yeah. so what <laughs> I see what, what I see is people um Individually greedy. Yeah, exactly. And individually you ever met an Amy willing Seals? to compromise their crucified <laughs> politicians or whoever sure. else. What? Yes, Here, I, here's the deal. Okay, so we look at life. I'm glad you brought, you, you brought that part of IQ. Okay? So everybody has a purpose in life. Do we all agree? Uh, right? So you had a calling to be a, in the middle. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. so, wait, uh, what is that's it? That's a deep one. <laughs> Victor Frankl well, is my there. baseline for that. Yeah. What is it? Man's search for meaning, right? Mm-hmm. If you haven't read it, go read it. I but, will. It talks about, again, how humans in general need that purpose. In right. Okay. And, uh, you can easily lose that if you don't have a foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, this guy, He the guy who wrote that book, Victor Frankl, he was... Mm-hmm a doctor, psychiatrist in uh, Germany, and he ended up in a concentration camp. And mm-hmm. he, he basically got to the point, Lance Armstrong mentions this in his book, mm-hmm. uh, I'll bring him up even though he's been vilified, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with cancer patients. Okay. He knew from the beginning who would survive and who wouldn't. And it was just by the words they use, the way they express yeah. themselves. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this before. Yeah, but okay. uh, Victor Frankl was the first to really recognize that he knew who would survive the concentration camp mm-hmm. and who would not. Yeah, I'm glad and, you brought that up. And like you just said, uh, I'll, I'll t- turn it back over to Hector. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, again, about... News we need, we need Exactly. Uh, we need that purpose in life. Yeah, in that whether we need it or we have a calling for it, yeah. however you want to go ahead and put it. All right. Okay? We get to it. So when you mention that the socialites, the elites of this nation, now they pay for what they want mm-hmm. because if they didn't, they would have done it themselves. Whether it is to go to court, whether it's to represent themselves, whether it's to commercialize. Okay, so putting an ad, I'm not going to go ahead and obviously just get my buddy to go ahead and do it. I'm going out. I'm going to do research on which company, uh, which uh, commercializing company could go ahead and put my, you know, out there, which is above the rest, so then everybody comes to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what those elites do. They can make money because a lot of social or socialites or social elite, um, let's be honest with you, they inherited money. Yeah. They didn't make that money. They inherited the money, and they continued on with the same operational it's, plan. It's quite what I'm saying easy. Is, is here, and this is one point I'm trying to make, is that whether, like President Trump said about the deep state, there's others that can, there's government within the government, we all know that, okay? Because there's been operations in the world we all have been on. What's the thing, like, people who say, like, you should trust the government... Why would you ever doubt him? It's like MK Ultra and like all these yeah, other yeah, the, the, the 
Tuskegee syphilis, or it wasn't Tuskegee, but it was a syphilis yeah, experiment in Georgia. I always say, like, yeah. I don't trust the government because I work for the government. Here's the deal. Is it really the, is okay, so the president does make calls on certain things, mm-hmm. but there's other things that the president doesn't know about that's happening even at our mm-hmm. level. Well, I would say this. You brought up a point about the moral compass fades the bigger the organization gets. Mm-hmm. The yes, corporation. Yes. Yeah, it started. Think the rock guns were like mm-hmm. ten people trying to make this thing work, right? Yes, amen. But we we multiply geometrically to ten thousand. Things are going to change. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's telling the 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 fish story, right? Yeah, right. So that's just the company it starts. But uh, starts the, the, even if even if the owners have the best intentions, that doesn't mean. Your sub-managers exactly. do, you know, and, uh, as much as you try to make it that way. One thing I saw in the military, we've mm-hmm. all seen it in whatever community we interact with, right. is uh, uh, what happens quickly. Groups form, right? Right, and right. It's, and then it turns yeah, into there's where it happened where I say... And I think that's how the deep state ties in versus one person overseeing, exactly. you know... A suite somewhere full of a bunch of dudes getting blown. No, no. I think it's multiple people working in their own personal interest that are that want to congregate power. But then there's also we, the people, and when we're community minded, we spread the power out, and that actually makes us more powerful than them because we're in a group. Yeah, and that that's what... In a free-thinking group, not yeah. a fucking slave group. What's the well, thing? here's the thing, man. Oh, sorry, that's, uh, unfortunately... I got, I got a thought on that when it comes to communities and how we express that. Well, hold on, because yeah, this is going to go ahead and caveat on you. you unfortunately, that uh, tell us what to do, and that's what we're going to do because we go ahead and follow like a mom, right? Right. Well, Democracy. Well, it's not democracy. <laughs> that is not democracy. That is strictly out, straight out of style. Okay. Okay? Drink this because it makes you feel good. Pepto-Bismol. Is just like... Okay, fucking don't brag okay. on Pepto, though. Okay. Well, that's, legit. <laughs> that stuff actually works. That's, it really does. Okay, but then yourself. people, what do people buy the most? Pepto-Bismol. Instead of Whatever business. else. Whatever, yeah. Pink. So if it was that, even better. I'll give you something that happened recently. What's the most recent catastrophic event that's happened in all of America? COVID nineteen. No. What the fuck? How is that not the most catastrophic? I can out. I can out. Get this. I'll trump you. (laughs) (laughs) With that Trump maneuver. Oh yeah, that's a hell of a. You ready? The most forget about COVID nineteen, right? Yesterday's. Forget about nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. How about there's no toilet paper? Oh, oh God! Listen, I somebody put out that one of the major symptoms of COVID nineteen is excessive pooping. Oh my God! There went all the toilet paper. Yeah. Well, again, it's just I, I, I always view these events as the the state, not the deep state, or I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, the individual state testing the waters. How far can I push these people? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's what the point I'm trying to make. Okay. Some do you? We do that. With why did you buy a lot of toilet kids? paper? Can I ask you? I didn't buy a lot of toilet paper. How much? How many rolls do you have the house? Right now, I have probably like six. I bet you're wishing you <laughs> had more, huh? Uh-uh. 
actually because there's I'm no toilet paper. No, listen. I did. I did measure my level of hope. With the fact that I got a pack of Charmin Ultra Soft last week. Okay. The fact well, here's that the, the Charmin Ultra Soft has come back somewhere in this town shows me there's hope. Okay, here's another one. I'm just going to bust your going to return to normal, too. You have three kids at different at different age groups, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Different pooping groups. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Husband, you... How long is that six girls going to last? Right, right, right. say six months You know what? Now. We're pretty... You know... I, and You're not feeding them? No, no. I, I don't. I'm, I work a lot. <laughs> I work a lot. Yeah. She's not feeding them so I'm they don't I'm poop. not wiping their so asses they use anymore. The They're doing it. Or dad's doing it. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, they hire experts. Okay? Yeah. That expert's aspirations may not be good. They use the ten dollar word. Yeah. <laughs> those the, the those people don't have aspirations to be the elite. They just want to be the best at what they do. Some for so some have it's the they, best they, for have some they, it's just greed. Have they divided the country, creating different groups? Okay, like Antifa, which are what they're they're headquartered out of Washington <laughs> State, right? Oh my god! All right. In addition to that, you yeah, have headquarters. Yeah, Black they, Lives they, Matter. They, they got a char- They have charters. They have some here. I looked it up. They have some here. Doesn't that go against anarchy? Pretty much. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Pretty much. They are but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, you're right. They do create these groups. But what I'm refusing to... I'm hoping, as you say, that the American public will wake up and stop being so retarded. Why are you we going into these to, we have to find a way type groups? We have to find a way to counteract the narrative of division with more acceptance of, you know, what other people are what what level they're coming from. Where these, coming these from? guys are the most violent of all the groups since back in the 1960s. Who's these guys? No, they aren't. The Ant- Antifa? In comparison I mean, to... they're pretty violent. Well, in comparison but... to one. Okay, the Black Panthers. That was a militant... It was a militant communist black group. Mm-hmm. And today, they are still in power in Atlanta. They just don't call themselves Black Panthers. But they, right. are, they are a militant, communist-minded group. I right. mean, they preach communism. You haven't heard any riots from them. No. You actually have, but they're just not called Black Panther. No, no, they're called Black Lives Matter. Then you have the KKK, which they haven't had any type of violence. So Antifa has had the most exposure at this point for the violent group, the violent class. So here's the deal, man. All it is is so uh, is the American public retarded? No, weak. They, no. they're convinced that their cause they're fighting for is also their cause. So people are trying to attach onto some sense of morality, and you either go with like a, a a mob mentality where there's a common enemy because that's easier. It's easier to live under tyranny because you have a common enemy. Somebody tells you what to think. Mm-hmm. And you can all go the same way. It's easy. You can live your life. Let me the way ask that you, you this: though. Living under liberty you saying, is more difficult. But you're pointing a certain entity. They're mad at a certain. It could entity. be them, or it could be the right. It could be the but Trump 2020. It could be read, any one group of people that has. Wait, a hold on. Have you read their mission? Have you read their goal? Have you read to I've, as to why they actually 
exist. They say they're anti-fascist and they Everything is anti-fascist. They literally reinforce fascism. Oh. Like, but why are they beating up on old people? Why? Tell me, because I can't. I don't know, but you can carry on. Yeah, it's easy because people, when giving the moral authority, will exercise that power very quickly. So I am morally above you because I believe in climate change and you using plastic bags makes you deserve for me to punch you in the fucking face, you fucking idiot. Right? Like, you see the progression. I have never thought about it like that, but you make a lot of sense. Boom, right? But the point being, that's where leadership can quickly lead a group of people, whether it's at the platoon level in the army. Yeah. Who hasn't had a toxic leader in the army? Raise your fucking hand. I'm waiting. You're funny. Right. That's, that's to, a good joke. Yeah, you didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but, uh, again, it's, uh, I'm, I'm telling you again, a good so case the leader study. leader of Antifa is like a toxic platoon leader. There's someone who could find the weakness in people and turn that against other people, yeah, right? Absolutely. And uh, to me, Antifa is just someone somewhere trying to be remembered, right? Like right. we're all trying to build a legacy. That's what right. dudes do. Right. Whether I go make half Columbia pregnant or I fucking start a business, right? <laughs> I want to create a legacy. Exactly. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> That's for another night. That's for another night. But uh, the, the point being is. Uh, in my mind, Antifa is just the 2010 version of the Black Panthers. Yeah. And we're still talking about it in history. So here's a guy. Well, we talk about them is the question. Do we give a fuck about the Black Panthers in the 60s? No, we don't. They, what does that affect me? Well, so it's going to be the same thing for I, Antifa. Uh, I got, mm, here's the deal. Everything evolves, correct? We might agree. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. The Black Panthers started and then it evolved into another group, but with the same hardened standard, even harder, Mm -hmm. okay, into what's new today. Okay. So, where they're, where they're, they, the Black Panthers may have had demonstrations. Okay. So, here's the history from Sam. Uh, Political parties aren't founded Mm -hmm. on ideas, they're founded on endurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take the FARC in Colombia. What did they start as? <laughs> and then what did they turn into? And now they're a major political party in Colombia. Oh, yeah, the Taliban, the same thing. But it wasn't that their their beliefs are so pure. Well, of course, yes, they have the endurance to fucking grow, about, right? I was saying those things, right? Here's my point, Democrat, Republican. I don't think one has the moral high ground over the other. No, I agree though me, as a Republican, might say, you fucking goddamn Democrats, you know, we can name names. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it automatically is that moral high ground. Did and you know around 1992, 1994, the median Democrat and median Republican really almost agreed with each yeah, other absolutely. almost perfectly? Yeah. That was like mid-90s, right? I was 10, 11, 12. I was yeah, absolutely. But now, all of a sudden, since about 2004, we've like become completely diverse. Well, yeah. here, oh, it, wait, what gets me oh, is, is that Democrats are even having a power struggle within their party. We mm-hmm. all are, though. But here's the not the Republicans yeah. at this point. There, there's there's this I mean, you got AOC, more. you got the squad that's more of a liberal type Democrat, well, socialist mm-hmm. Democratic, mm-hmm. right? And like Nancy Pelosi uh, and the other two idiots. The old guard. Yeah. So, and yeah. they're losing ground. Mm-hmm. They are losing ground. Um, if you see, most of these guys are passing away 
or retired. Right. I wish well, they all get COVID. Here's the thing, man. Oh, what about a point? When you see the average age of the Senate is over 60? Uh-huh. There, there's a diagram <laughs> that I'm going to find, and it's a history of the two parties in the Senate. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, it's really interesting to watch because they start like this, and then they start moving away, then they blend, then they come back apart, and then now they're like this. So there's this clear line down the middle that's never been there in the past. Yeah. Right. And here, here's my mind. I'm a fucking nerd. What I see in that same progression <laughs> right. is cellular mitosis or, mm-hmm. you know, division, right? Like right. Like mm-hmm. an embryo becoming... You know, the two cells and they split, right? That's exactly what it looks like if you follow a diagram in an anatomy book. It's fucking weird. The point being is we're reaching, in my mind, that end of this uh, collective agreement we had under this form of government. And things are getting weird. Fucking A. Listen to that siren outside. And uh, I just, before I forget, I wanted your thoughts on... collective agreement that's been muddied. I feel yeah. like our collective agreement has been muddied by but it has the people who have slipped in so many arbitrary yeah. laws and, and Well, we yeah. gave up our power mm-hmm. as soon as we said you can make a career out of representing me. Yeah. 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 And, 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 that, you know, that now Anytime somebody writes a law you a law you lose rights. Yeah. 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 And it's and uh, what, well, what's and the that's thing they they, they, they they post it yeah. and they know in small print. How many Americans actually, when was the last time you actually went on to the law that was being written in? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, now they make it 1,101 pages, like... Who's that, gonna that read last that? Stim- who's nobody, gonna read that? No, the stimulus, well, bill, the stimulus bill should Since have been two pages in plain English. Yep. Mm-hmm. We will now assist the American public in this tax... Each, whatever, each whatever. citizen gets twelve hundred dollars, and yeah. kids get five hundred. Of bucks. your own yeah. money, that's the end of it. Well, you don't have to go through this whole. But a thousand, eleven hundred pages for a fucking that should be eleven. That should be a little. Well, we, as citizens, see. don't have the opportunity to read any of that. Yeah. Imagine None this. None of us have any. Yeah, imagine this. I haven't even read 11 hundred pages. I haven't even read 10 pages. And that's how it's criminal, is they're doing it on purpose. Well, they, they're adding all the jargon well, and all well, the things again, they want to In my opinion, I don't know if you've ever heard of Michael Savage. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his awesomeness uh, before he <laughs> lost his mind completely. But the point being is he, he brought the point... Uh, the word is oligarchy. Yeah, it is. And that's, is that's an what represents where absolutely. we are right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because uh, the rules don't apply to me. But you're going to... What is it? I saw this great quote by Thomas Sowell. Uh, a CEO makes a mistake. He pays for it, or she, and their whole company. Yeah. A politician makes a mistake. Everyone else pays for it. Yeah, but even now, a c- certain corporation CEOs, they're in, already in bed. If you're big enough to afford a lobbyist, you're in bed with the politicians, you're all getting the stimulus. Well, but at the b- end of the and day, the, the bottom line is, the lesson I've seen in my limited life experience is uh, money is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, money and power. Some people really like the fucking power. Bill Gates yeah, is one of those. It, it, all, it all came from the money. Mo- He's a philanthropist. I mean, I'm going to agree and disagree. I, I do think that money is an extremely important form of power, but I think that for some people, control in itself is more satisfying than control? money. Mm-hmm. Huh? Who, who, why do they want the control is my point. And it all points to, like, think under a common state. type personality. Right? Sure, like sure. So there's just be money. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's just my opinion on it, but I absolutely... 
agree with your disagreeing yeah. in that uh, influence is another yeah, thing. There's factor. a big dopamine dump that happens when you subvert people under so, you. So, yeah, same like thing with right story. Yeah. E- E45, man. You yeah. become a sergeant, some yeah. people just become fucking assholes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 there's yeah. a sudden positive everyone's. Like, how would you call me sergeant? Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I personally was never like that, but I, I saw people be, become yeah. that, and you're yeah. just like, what it's the just fuck? Just fuck you fucking dumbass. Yeah, yeah. just like. You, you made me remember when I was a teenager, I had a little band, and we played a nightclub in Atlanta. And we played our first song, and I'm like shaking and fucking nervous <laughs> as shit, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw up, I'm so nervous. And then there was that pause after it ended. Mm-hmm. Then I hear a bunch of clap, you know, clapping, and like people like, fuck yeah. And I was like, that rush, like you said, right? And uh, that's like you said, being promoted. Who who doesn't remember their E5 promotion ceremony, right? <laughs> this fucking dope, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. fucking me later, so right? Fucking uh, mine, mine happened overseas on top of the uh, um, Bath Party headquarters building. No shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I picture of it. Yeah, you got to share that, man. <laughs> I want to see that. It was cool. See it up on your profile tomorrow. No, but it's, again, the shit that we've been lucky enough to do because mm. we decided to fucking sign that dotted line kind of thing. And uh, circling back around to where we were earlier, it's, it's been interesting as a retired military guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't try to flaunt that. Yeah. But I'm in, I've, I've been, I've been <laughs> institutionalized <laughs> where people within five seconds go, you're a military, weren't you? Yeah. Right? Like we all have that. Yeah. But uh, how do I say this? To be able to influence people without being that dude, yeah. like screaming and yelling and just yeah. being a general dick with the long beard, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> trying to fucking uh, improve the community whatever, wherever you interact is the key and that's mm-hmm. been the vision here at this business not to just fucking take money from Fort Bragg yeah. but to build the community yeah. and that's and, uh, amazing I think there's something so valuable and fulfilling in that that like money can't <laughs> this dude's high as fuck fucking <laughs> 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 more fulfillment in that and I think too that's the beauty of the free market and small business and small small government at the local level people governing themselves people in communities people reaching out supporting each other this crisis you know they say a crisis shows your true character so you look around now in the time of COVID-19 and and you see the people who are oh you see the people who are either you know Snitching, calling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you awake? I'm awake. Yeah, right. Uh, that's our. I wonder if people that's are actually snitching. No, they I are. Think in California, you think they are? They, no, it's already proven. Yeah. 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 There yeah, is so, a. So, did you see Stalos? Oh, I know, we're trying to talk. I didn't. You're not getting Gestapo, dude. I'm calling Snoop. It's the KGB. They'll disappear in the middle of the night.
That's the thing about teenagers, they forget shit like that. This is just, it's not in my bloodstream or anything. Or my bones, or whatever. I'm not gonna test positive for this. No way, man. Weed? Yeah, I don't see any burn, man. Shit. That's how we work. Is this the rich? It's just in a pen. Yeah. It's like a big pen. Hey, bro. Dude, I have never. Two days? Two days, three days. You've never smoked weed in your life, man. No, but I chased a motherfucker for a roach. <laughs> Never smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> My brother. My brother. I chased a guy once for a roach. Oh my god, you stupid cops! What the fuck? Why don't you go pull That's up exactly some hot chicks? I love it. I love it. For a roach? For a roach? No, because you made me run, motherfucker. Oh my god. He was smoking right in front of me. Did you ever shoot a dog? So I need to know. It's gonna be hard. But also, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. How's everyone doing? Everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. good. I look. I just filled my beer glass up with water. With water. Oh my god. That's going <laughs> in the podcast. I don't care. I don't care if it's going at the beginning, if I have to edit it, or if it's going at the end. But it's going yeah, in there. Yeah. Like I took this jug of water and I poured it in my empty Yingling and fucking drinking it. Oh god. Yeah. But it hurts my ears. It's just that the title Yingling sounds even so, better. Drones. When you're drunk. At the Capitol. Yingling. Yeah, it was yeah. really crazy. So the... the, the it, was Antifa there? No. There was Nobody no anti-protesters. No the Raleigh no police were actually co- helping coordinate the protest. They like rode up in their bikes. They were super nice. Everybody was chill. We were all social distancing. It was Nobody interesting. Fought? No, nobody fought. Oh, we were sucks. just chilling. But How many masks did you see? No, not a lot, ton of masks. We were all, we, look, we tried to stay six feet away from each other within reason. Family groups walked closer together. Um, and so when you took some pictures, it was interesting because when you're there, and I, you can see it on my live feed, my live feed's up for 24 hours, and you can see how far away I am. I'm like kicking, and I still have several feet in front of me. Lots of social distancing, but when, then when you look at the photos, it seems like everybody's clustered together. Just because, I guess, of the angle that you're holding the camera at when you take a selfie, it's like yeah, movies yeah. Yeah. yeah, it like theater. reduces yeah. the distance or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but I took a couple pictures, and everybody was really nice. I mean, I don't know. How many people did Cooper come out? About I would say about five or six hundred. Not too many. About nine hundred and seventy-five um, RSVP'd. And so I would say less. Than Who ran it? There's like a group of moms and, and business owners and like women that just believe in freedom. And this is why I love women and people like disparage gender roles or they try and they try and um, blend gender roles, you know, but I really like y'all are the soldiers women are soldiers, too. I'm not trying to not say that, but like there's a certain traditional gender role. The man will go out to war. The woman is there still, though, fighting at home. And it was four women that organized this group. Abigail Adams. Right? Exactly. And and, and so I think you that... Get... I think that the role for women... Of books, bro. For I'm female patriots is important. Yeah. Yeah. Did Cooper come outside? No, he didn't. No. It, if I was governor, I would have came outside and talked to him. Yeah, well, he was, he's a fucking dictator, dude. Uh, yeah, he's Cooper a, is who? a fucking... I'm not a fan. What's his name? <laughs> our current governor so now Dan Forrest is the lieutenant governor uh, Dan Forrest is the lieutenant governor he, he said a pretty good 
He called out Roy Cooper pretty good the other day on the Did video. He? Yeah. Oh, well. What's it yeah. for him? Dan Forrest, he's the incumbent, I guess. He's uh, the lieutenant governor right now. And for so that's, that's what the opposition, Carolina. yeah. So the people who are, so November 3rd is our gubernatorial ballot, mm -hmm. right? So be mm -hmm. sure that you're registered to vote. Um, Dan Forrest is lieutenant governor, and he is the opposition to the current seated governor, which is Roy Cooper. Right? Mm -hmm. And Roy Cooper is the one that I. So who should you vote? I'm, I mean, I'm. You have to vote on your own conscience. No one can tell you who to vote. All you can do I'm is... Asking you're asking me who choice. I'm voting for. <laughs> I'm personally voting for Dan Forrest, or unless, Miami, I, right? unless I hear of a, a libertarian you, candidate. You know I'm from Miami, right? You Fancy. did tell me. Yeah. You know what the fair is? We bet on everything. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have any money to... I mean, I couldn't bet you <laughs> I don't think she gets a joke. Oh my God, Seven just got it. But, but the, the thing that I was getting at was like the fact that he didn't come out. I I, I get it. Whatever, man. Just but if you're the governor and there's people protesting outside your Capitol building, you should probably go out and talk to him. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. With I feel like you. they're yeah, so out of touch. Unless you're Governor Whitmer, because they're gonna shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Was yeah. that Michigan? Yeah. Was that Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you bring up a good point about just being a leader, being in charge. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good and bad, you're responsible for that shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, at least have the courage to face... Yeah, even if you don't agree with them, you can still talk to them. Here, here's my stance, and I stand by it. Oh, I would yeah. respect you more mm -hmm. versus what you're saying. I'm just going to stay hidden in here. Yeah. When you guys bitch and complain. Like, well, what, what the, what shows the me you don't respect is, me. The public needs is simplification. You know, when you start talking, not everybody, and I keep saying, not everybody has a college in, uh, a college degree or any type of education other than, some people don't even have a fucking third, third grade degree. Yeah, yo, okay. that's me. Uh, and the thing is, is that go out there, stop bullshitting the people, tell them exactly by the common language of the people. This isn't... Yes, thank you. That's why the okay. stimulus bill should have been two fucking pages long. <laughs> yeah. Give the people a check... And fuck all the banks and corporations. Fuck you guys. You all have the savings and profits to make it for the next two or three months. We fucking don't. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of us on military stimulus checks or whatever, fine. You get a guaranteed check from the government. But there is an entire swath of then that's our the backbone of our fucking country that their assets are getting devalued their 401ks are going to drop out the housing value is going to drop out they're not going to be able to afford groceries hey, they're all going to miss their mortgage you know the stereotype of the dumb blonde right yeah for you the weather's been lately she's my favorite dudes that's the ideal that's the stereotype right why because you're easy to control and if I keep your intelligence level at a certain baseline, I'm one step ahead of you. I can maintain that control. Yeah. So. That can only be done through indoctrination because females are just born smarter than that. That being said, who's the main target of public schools? The female students. Mm -hmm. they, they medicate males so they can't function mm -hmm. and they influence the young females huh? in, into these roles. So what we're seeing right now in nationwide is what shocks me, people my age responding to this crisis so adamantly. Yeah. Without 
thinking for five seconds about how much sense this really makes. Right. And uh, one thing I say is that the critical thinking is the most valuable thing we've lost over the decades, over the generations. Being the most recent person out of high school. (laughs) 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 Since you guys are fucking old. (laughs) You're welcome. Oh my god. But I do want to say that uh, that's a good point because I feel like, you know, I was taught the test and critical thinking is something that I've learned semi recently mm-hmm. about. And uh, I, I feel like it's of value to teach that in school to not, you know, the nobody left behind act and all that other bullshit. You know, you should learn how to, you should teach how to think, not teach for the test. There's a difference. And that pisses me off because there's a girl who I let copy off me in physics class in 12th grade and she became the like valedictorian and I did not. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But she's probably cute. She was. But and I got worried about the ice cream because yeah. she worked at Dairy she's Queen. probably yeah. working. Well, there you go. Dairy so, Queen. Yeah. Okay. Which one of the ones that do the roller skates? No, she's, no she's, a, she's a coach. Sonic. She's a coach up at UMP. Or, uh, yeah, she's a typical, I call it pretty girl syndrome. Yeah. They know they get away with whatever the well, fuck they the want. Well, the thing, I had a crush on her so, yeah, from see, like fifth yeah. grade. Yeah. You know, back, back I'm going to make you even feel Manipulation. It's what, it's what they do. No you offense. see, that's the medical side of the house. I'm, into, I'm just going to be 100%. <laughs> okay. Dude, don't feel bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to start with right. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's probably weighing about 350 pounds. She's not. I... Dairy she's got a good job. And she's six smart. kids, and her husband works at the yeah, county. She's probably got like yeah, there maybe you go. a lawyer kind of thing. Influence, jazz. No, she's she's got a good job and stuff like good that. Good for her. Yeah, but I mean, she might not have been valedictorian or salutatorian. I don't know. <laughs> I'm it was, ba- was valedictorian or salutatorian. But so if she had not copied bitch, some of my man. physics tests, she might not have been there. I'm oh, you saying. were such a good guy. Well, you didn't regardless, say I think that the education and indoctrination of our country is what's driving the mentality away from patriotism. I think there yeah, is absolutely. definitely a concerted campaign somewhere to water down what we've all built in the American spirit. And yep. uh, it's really unfortunate. And so that's what I was out protesting today. It's like, you can't just... You can't just sit back and allow the wealthy few to bail out major banks and corporations while so, shuttering businesses. Loads what of do you Walmart think are still open and everybody else has to close. Yeah. What like, do you think their end state is with that? I mean, the amalgamation of wealth. Like, all you have to do is to aggregate wealth into the hands of the few. Like, the, the taxation is too much of a slow drip. They're not getting enough money the, all the so money you think that it's Congress just a power and Senate make. To get more. Oh, absolutely. Okay. They've figured out in the past, I don't know, since I've been alive, now the modern monetary policy ha- is just these bailouts and this fake money creation, this well, fiat currency uh, just coming out of nowhere. So in 2008, 2009, the Federal Reserve under Ben Bernanke injected $16 trillion into the economy under the table. Nobody knew about it. At the time, our complete national debt was $3 trillion. In 2008, 2009, three trillion. It's 2020 now. We're 11 years later, and our national debt is 24 trillion dollars. Our debt to GDP in the last four, four or five weeks since I posted about it on the Instagram, it was 108. Our debt to GDP, which means we have 108 percent more debt than our gross domestic product. 
We are spending more than we make by 108%. In the four weeks, it's jumped to 114%. In four fucking weeks, how is that fucking possible? Trillions and trillions. Yeah. Of, like, how the fuck is this happening? And we're, we're what are we doing? Like, it's not, it's not on the news. Uh, Nobody's talking about it. All we're nobody hearing cares. Is about the fe- but here's the reason why. The de- the here's the reason why. Nobody gives it was a brought shit. Out. It was brought out by President I'm glad that you're saying that. I feel the same way, 100%. But you know where all that money's going? You just can't spend that much in one country. Oh, no. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. Everything. You you feel what I'm saying? You can't spend that much money in in one country. Yeah. For one country's demand. Okay? What that is... Is oh hold on the for a minute. Let's go ahead and minutes. give who X amount of millions oh, yeah. of dollars. Oh, yeah. oh let's go so ahead and much. give this program mm-hmm. that has nothing really. It's not even based out of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and use one that he already used um, down in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Okay, which brings the fact that most of it, we know that. So- the wars in Colombia against the FARC, okay, was way beyond in the 60s, okay? Everybody, no one knows how much money we have spent, okay, in Central South America and no, the Caribbean. What's that? In comparison what to you, you the about? Afghan. There's yeah. all different kinds of, that? <laughs> of where they'll put the money. Like, and so in the... So with that shit, yeah, with that shit. So with that... With that show, oh, I'm intrigued because okay. the, these programs the outcome blend the into the, the initial. Simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one specific? Okay, USAID choice. Might as well go ahead and say it. Okay. USA. Uh, as far as uh, FEMA also gets involved in there, the FBI gets involved in there when it comes to the law enforcement. Um, there are caretaking organizations like um, Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't, those doctors that volunteer don't get paid. But they know what they signed up for. But And that's great. But here's the deal. Where does the money come from for the tools? Okay, for their flights, for their housing. Well, there are things that are humanitarian like that that I'm okay with paying in taxes. There's differences. But but here's the deal. When it's going over to one country, Mm -hmm. two countries, three countries, war-torn countries. That's what I'm saying. So that's stimulus. You see where all all that money is going to different different, different areas. Mm -hmm. Ones that we've created, Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay, where do, where, why do we have to adopt Sudan? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. There should be nothing, about any, of, there should be nothing these... about any of those countries okay. in the COVID-19. So, in reality, all that money, Literally nothing. Yeah. There should, should be nothing be, in they, that bill except for the American people what, and that's getting an advance on their taxes. Trump should close down you, all of those. Were you eligible at all for this... Uh, Paycheck for oh yeah, paycheck we got the stupid thing. paycheck. I would have absolutely give not spent it giving it back. You got your stimulus yeah. paycheck. Yeah. And yeah, if I could write so a check, so did people who were dead. Yeah. 
dead people got no, but I'm asking about like the the government incentives right now to support small businesses. Is no, did I file for the small business loan? No, you know what I do? I practice civil disobedience because I believe that is the most effective form of protest. I think in mass, I think in mass, if we a government only has power insofar as we consent to relinquish it. Absolutely. A government only has power as long as we consent to it as a, ma- as a mass of people. We have to come to And this is why community building is so important because it's as a mass of people we have to say, I don't fucking agree with any of this. And when we stand up to them, and I believe that we're a silent majority. Mm-hmm. I really do. Well, where uh, do you think that's going to translate with this current situation example on the streets of raleigh near the capitol or at the ballot no i think it's going to it needs to translate in your personal decisions have you been labeled unessential by your governor who the fuck gives him the right to label you unessential you can absolutely practice social responsibility um higher levels of hygiene and social distancing practices in your free will without someone mandating you to do it a certain way uh, without a fucking arbitrary curfew from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. How the fuck does that stop a virus? The fact that I can't get a gun purchasing permit right now through Cumberland County because the sheriff says I can't, how does that have anything to do with stopping a virus? But that doesn't go from the governor to the president? It only if you're only going from here to here, okay, it's never gonna get here. In other words, no one's gonna go in and listen to one town. No one's gonna go in and listen to a group of people when it comes to that is what I'm saying. You guys are going to the capital. It starts at the local level. Well, so 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 it it should be right because that's the same thing the president was saying when he was turning around and saying. We're going to allow the governors to Yeah, the governors. And our governor, Roy Cooper, has made the worst. Uh, And and I agree with you. Um, Then here's the question. Should the federal government, based on the crisis that's happening right now, okay, wouldn't have been better if they would have federalized? The entire response. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. Then that goes right back to what the governor is saying. He just wants to go ahead and take a better measure in order to. Oh yeah, and he is making the wrong choice, and he is making the authoritarian choice. Shit like curfews, shit like taking away. It's a thing versus advising versus telling. I could be the governor, yes, and I can advise all this stuff, and all that. You know, I can advise you to stay six feet away from each other. I can advise you to wear a mask. And that is how it should be. I can't tell you to do that stuff. But we also know that the common person. It all boils down so, to the common person. How many people were actually fo- um, following the guidelines that were set forward, not only by the governor, but also the White House in reference to... Now, we're one of the states that are the less mm-hmm. affected. But um, you got people in New York that were down here. And I know that for a fact because I went to Ollie's to get some stuff. And there you have a bunch of New York plates when they're saying stay put. Okay. So would you have rather have gone, obviously doing it up to the governor's place, the New Yorkers got down here and there's where the epicenter was. Okay. And we don't ever know who is contaminated, who is infected. 
either one of us can be infected with uh, COVID-19 and we're asymptomatic. And that's fine. That but, means that yeah. it's way less severe than and people that, are telling us it is. And that's great. But what about the ones that are they are susceptible to it? If you could only save one oh life, it'd be worth it. No, fuck that's that. That's not man. true. It's like yeah. pneumonia. If you, you can self quarantine, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you can be in a You want to know how many of my family members have like to die before I give up There's my rights? There's ways of All getting of things All done. Yeah. My fucking family! Yeah. And, uh, what is it that the Kaiser so say analogy with the, the 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 rights of humanity. We can't just lay them down before our elective. They're not even elected. They never fucking leave. We try well, and get them point, out. At this point, this is the time. new generation I was talking about. This is what um, Ocasio Cortez wants: is a socialist type society. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ayn Rand? On, I love her. Well, I mean, you know, it's it been a what? Ayn Rand was it is a libertarian. Well, I don't know if you would call it libertarian, but. She's a free thinker who inspires a lot of libertarian-leaning uh, folks. And she wrote several books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last one I read was called Primitive Mind. Mm-hmm. So, But it's been a while. But my point being is uh, exercising our free will. And by being able to do that, everyone benefits. Absolutely. And states, governments... Absolutely. Exist. You restrict that to maintain control. Yes. To, 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 to be localized at a state government is better, and even at a city government is better. Uh, Ayn Rand send, said that the smallest minority on earth is the individual. So those who do not defend individual rights do, mm. cannot claim to be defenders of minorities. So, uh, right? again, I, I love that you. quote. Yeah. Again, the I smallest you. minority on earth is the individual. Okay. I'm glad you said that. And you emphasize on individual. Okay. How much what is enough is enough, in other words, is this. There are people we know there are people out there, and this happened already recently in the state of Florida, where you have people literally coughing on the elder, you know, as a prank. Okay. So these are let me let me let me let me finish. When is enough enough? And you got people actually doing this so it doesn't obviously mean one-on-one it could be me one-on-three if i cough so here is where and let me wait are you talking about taking away one person's rights to defend the rights of another uh, listen he's talking about people who are violating the non-aggression principle who are purposefully coughing on others the lowest common denominator of our society he's asking me how do we deal with the lowest common but the lowest common denominator the lowest common denominator is beating your theory when i can go ahead and infect three so and those three can affect nine. Hector, do, but you have, are but you saying that that gives the state yeah. the right to take that control? No, what I'm saying is, is that at a certain point, okay, when you have a, as they're calling it, a hot spot, and we can't say so that. So you're saying the state has we the can't say mandate that. to restrict that kind of activity? There should be a protocol where we say, the protocol yes, is- stop. Do you see? Um, do you see someone see, coughing in your face? This is the protocol. Bam! You fucking hit him in the face. If somebody's coughing on okay. you, I'm glad you say that. Now I'm going to ask you as a law enforcement officer. 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's something on. Now they just the violated the non-aggression. <coughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Yes, they have. Hold on. They violated so, your space. They violated your space by coughing on you. You're and possibly contaminating. Yes. Okay. Then you can just elbow them in the fucking face. So when do you when when do you know? You we teach this, the aggressor. Okay. Um. You don't know if you're in, you're infected. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean well, that and but, but but to top it off, we'll go back to your elbow. <laughs> and then he finds out that he's infected. What can that cause in the social environment at that point? What do you think that person is going to do if he or she is one of those people at great at risk? Heart, hey, heart attacks, so forth and so on. And we oh, hey, had bro, here's, yeah. here's a question about that. <clears throat> this is in relation to COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. You're not talking about the common cold? Yeah. Or the flu, mm -hmm. or food poisoning because you got saliva. No, nope. we're just about. talking about COVID. COVID. Right? right. What makes that different than any of those other things I just mentioned? And that's the thing. Do you know when you're going to get contaminated, or if you get contaminated? But but is it? Is are you willing to uh, misdemeanor defense for her to do that? Just like she. Well, here's the deal. What's my recourse? I'm glad because we don't know anybody's risk factor. Obesity, so heart my, attack. Oh, no, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. But here's the deal. More we have sympathy. a law in place now. Okay? And it has happened to me. All right? Where I had to go ahead and go ahead and get checked for, for a one, and then a one-year to a two-year plan, depending on what was going on. Okay? I, I just don't know exactly, but it was up to two years is what it was they had. Okay? HIV. If you know that you have HIV and you lay with someone and that person says, he didn't inform me, why is it a felony? Just answer the question. Because it's aggressing against the other person. That's a murder. That's a murder. They, de they decriminalized that in California. Okay. But here they have, everywhere else they have not. So you're equating so, but here's the deal. murder. Here, I'm, I'm doing that with HIV. HIV, yes. that's it. You're I done. I got you, man. I got you. Right? Okay. That's I mean, the law. That's, I, I that's law throughout the country right. now except California. Right. Okay? So, <clears throat> she didn't tell you. Now you found out that you have. So have first what? Thing, HIV? HIV. Or, okay. You got AIDS. <laughs> right? That's a oh, mortality. Yes. You know it. It's done. Right? You could catch a bad cold. You can catch whatever. Okay, so here's a okay. question. But let's go back. Hold on. Here's your COVID-19. Do you know my health? No. You can honestly say you do not know my health. Okay? You shouldn't be but we ended up getting, I ended up catching COVID-19. Nobody should. Okay. Ever. COVID-19 complicated the, the whoopee cough on people. Yeah. Complicated what I have now. That's right. Well, my question is, at what point do you draw the line for taking responsibility for your actions? I find young people, pretty young lady in trailer park shorts <laughs> off the merch at 2 in the morning. Tell me with a good time. Okay, okay, okay. And I oh, do not tell me nice with a good time. A nice trailer park lady. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anyway. So my point around. Is, and then I end you don't up know with uh, sexual transmitted infection. <laughs> Maybe even HIV. Mm -hmm. uh, at what point am I responsible for my actions? But here's the deal. If it could have been avoided, 
by a law because most people will not go ahead and follow the law. Okay. So why fucking because make of until we number of figure laws it out. are in place? It's just the way it is. I mean, with HIV, I find out that you have HIV. It's a felony. <laughs> if you that's, find out, that's the way they've always done. What? Once we find out, we're gonna find out. Man, every every like prisoner racist. that comes in has to have a, a blood check. Right? Right. So we're gonna find out. If I find out I ended up having HIV with a girl and she didn't declare it to me, I giving me the right, just like herpes, right? The only difference is that herpes is nothing, while HIV I have a is a chicken fried steak in my car. So again, like, if you like herpes, know, COVID is nothing. Okay. So why is it such a big deal? <laughs> but if you know that you're in that risk value, okay, yeah. or she knows, hey. <laughs> 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 if I know that you had a heart condition, mm-hmm. that's a risk value. Well, uh, you know, and I have sex with you, Ooh, and now I give you COVID nineteen because of COVID nineteen. Well, now the heart gets affected. Yeah. Do you think that it should have been? Now, if you have enough of those things going on, yeah, I, I, I because they're already blaming the president for closing the yes. borders on time. <laughs> What next? I'll say this. The governor? I'll say this. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's hilarious. I have cash right now. <laughs> That's not how any of this works. No. That's <laughs> 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 me. I gotta read it. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's. Really she, she, uh, oh, I thought it was it's a battle belt with like ILS drop down holster and some magazine pouches and stuff. And she's like, I have cash right now. I was like, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was... Now, that was live on... That's live on... Um... No, so that recorded the first 20 minutes. So, again, I'm curious, you just hear the quality of the audio. Cause you want to... Yeah, okay, let's... crushed it with this bull... A couple minutes or whatever. How about that? Yeah.